0: I'm Toby M. Schreier, an artist and printmaker.
1: I'm Corinne Cunningham, a writer.
0: As siblings growing up together in seacoast New England, and now from opposite sides of the Atlantic, we've listened to and supported each other through the ups and downs of our artistic endeavors.
1: We thought you might like to listen in to our conversations about creativity and process. And so we've created this podcast, Ink from the Embers, our musings on the roots and growth of creativity. We hope you enjoy listening in. So you had the idea to talk about walking for an episode, a whole episode about the starting point of walking. You wanna kinda walk us through
0: (laughs) I can walk (laughs) us into that one. I can walk us into that one. So I know that nature plays a big role in both of our creative practices. We've talked about that extensively. Um, But for me, getting out in nature regularly is such a nourishing part of my creative practice. Seeing the changes of the seasons, seeing the local plants and animals as they go about their lives is such a source of inspiration. Just kind of a checking in with reality. It's like, Okay, even if I am lost in my headspace, like the coal miser was checking out nest boxes today. Yeah, even if the world seems totally sideways right now, that chickadee knows spring's coming. Okay. Get out of your own way, Toby. Things, things deal. So that is kind of a constant background. And also for me, where I am a visual artist and I do draw natural scenes having that constant stream of images is important and that constant stream of direct inspiration and direct material to study, to, I don't want to say steal from, but to use as source material. Uh, one of our, On our regular walk, our lunchtime walk through the woods, we pass a fountain. That fountain I walked up there at one point to find the right angle to put that into the print I'm working on. So like, okay, I've walked by that enough times. I know how I want that to feel and to look and to fit in. So I'm building that picture in my head with those puzzle pieces that I have kind of tucked into my pockets that I pick up on my walk, so to speak. Yeah, and that's directly related to my practice. The other part of walking is really just the mental health aspect. Um, it's kind of like the the chickadee of that checking in but also just the physical activity that walking meditation of setting aside thought for a while or letting yourself be lost in thought Um, i know my first two to three years here in zurich i was going for a lot of walks um just in grounding myself but also in dealing with chronic pain Uh, Mm -hmm. if i couldn't Concentrate on anything else because my wrist was hurting so much. I was just like, oh, screw it. I'm going for a walk. It's like, are you going anywhere? It's like, I'm going for a walk. Will you be back at some point? Yeah, I'll be back at some point. I'll just walk until I feel like turning around. That ended up really grounding me to this place, but also grounding me in myself. And that is a a regular practice of mine. Mm -hmm. So that's that's what made me think of starting a, a conversation about walking because it's so important yeah. to me.
1: Have you seen anywhere the, I think it's a thing that's come up just the last couple of weeks. Um, the memes that there's a certain, like I know people are doing reels on Instagram with it. That There's a certain music that they do it too. And it's like, I'm going for a stupid walk for my stupid mental health so I can feel better or something like that. And then go outside and they're all like, and then by the end they feel better. Because that's like you, sometimes you start off with this, like, oh, I'm going to go outside because I know I'll feel better, even though I don't necessarily want to. But it's, you know, you know, it's going to be good for you to propel yourself forward and to help.
0: I I cannot say that I've seen those memes and I rarely go out with that. I don't want to go for a walk or yeah. – Really? Yeah. No, it's – if I'm feeling shitty, usually going for a walk is one of the first things I want to do.
1: Oh, yeah. See, that's really interesting because I would – like I have to talk myself into going outside most of the time.
0: I mean, if it's cold and rainy, that is a different story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am the first to admit that I snowy walks are cool, rainy walks, um, very, very rarely am I in the mood for a rainy walk. Mm. But no, when I am not doing well I am often, a walk is more appealing than anything else for me, really. Wow. I mean, I'm not saying I'm an athletic walker. I am <laughs> really not in shape. As I noticed today after my bike ride into the into, t- into town, mm. even with a motor. <laughs> um, Zurich is not a flat city. No, Just there's so you lots know, of hills. There there's are. Lots of hills. That is an area of Instagram overlap we don't have. I have not gotten those memes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it, they resonate with me because, like I said, I'm – If I am feeling awful mental health wise, I am more likely to stay Mm. in one spot and just sit down and like I really have to convince myself, which is why the dog has been helpful to be like, oh, the dog has to go outside. I'll take the dog and then by the end I feel better. But yeah, because my first go to is definitely not like I enjoy it. I enjoy being outside when I'm there, but it's not my go to. My go to is momentum is a thing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Which is before we started recording, and I told you that thinking about this episode, I kept going back to I really think that knitting for me is like walking for you for that mental mm-hmm. health piece, not necessarily for taking an in inspiration or anything. Mm-hmm. But my go to is sitting down and knitting, quite frankly. Um, okay. And so I think that serves a similar purpose. But The fresh air aspect is huge, is really, really huge. Um, And so often I will take my knitting and sit outside and try to get the same, but I can't do that when it's like below 20 degrees, my fingers would stop working. Um, Knitting with gloves is not fun. No. But there is definitely something about being outside in nature and walking and taking it all in. And that inspiration is huge.
0: It's huge. And I know we keep bouncing off of nature, but in a lot of my walks around here, since I do live in the city of Zurich, yeah. I do end up getting – or I can start in a very natu- natural area and end up right in the heart of downtown and then kind of – so it's a very kind of a, a morphing feeling. You can get those feelings of – city of people watching and then oh suddenly i'm bird watching instead or i'm watching people watching birds which is usually hysterical i'm sure but yeah birders are strange people
1: so i we rarely see in your work um a city influence yes how does that i mean you're talking about the the angles of a waterfall of the um not waterfall fountain fountain yeah a fountain it has water in it um yeah, fountain. there was water even falling but but in a lot of your work there really isn't a huge influence from the city aspect from your city part of your walk hmm. how does that impact your work do you think
0: currently i think it's been a lot of for me it's been the importance of showing nature mm. um, because i see how When I call it a natural area surrounding us, that's with quotes, because it's a very urbanized wilderness. I mean, they plow the paths in the forest for crying out loud. It's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Uh, But there are still, there are owls around. We saw an owl in the yard the other night, or we heard it and then we saw it. There, there is a diversity of animals, but the, it's not wild. It's not wilderness. There is no wilderness here. And then to move from this very tamed wilderness, this of tamed natural area, and to walk into the city and see that diversity really disappear within the space of a half-hour walk is a really, really huge impact for me. Mm-hmm. Just showing the importance of showing that nature. Yeah. And in a series of works that I'm starting to put in, I am getting in more. I won't call it urban, but more location based.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think this has a lot to do with I am not comfortable doing landscapes. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to place a creature in an urban landscape when the artist is just. I don't want to do landscapes. So it's getting over that and realizing, like, Oh, I can do landscapes. I'm swearing the whole time, but I can Mm -hmm. do them. And I swear a little less every time. That's good. But I think that's the big influence is seeing nature and seeing nature disappearing. Mm -hmm. And that really is less inspiration and more, um, raison d'être <laughs> that gives me that drive is like, I mean, people ask like, well, why do you draw birds? Why do you draw animals?" It's like, somebody has to before they're
1: gone. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah.
2: preserving.
1: Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, but no, that that is an interesting observation because I do really enjoy living in at the edge of a city, but you wouldn't know that looking at a lot of my artwork. This is very true.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: As we were growing up, we did spend a good amount of time walking and walking in nature and going on hikes. Which is, I won't group hikes in with walking, but there's it's in the same direction.
1: Yeah, and a lot of our quote unquote hiking was really quote unquote. It was a longer walk. (laughs) Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So we spent a lot of time. With that in our background, do you think that has had an impact on how you arrived at your creativity or your creative path up to
2: now?
1: That's a good question. Um, my initial response is to say no. Partly because I really didn't enjoy it. I'm trying to think back. Like, I don't think I was... I mean, I went along with it. I don't think I really enjoyed... Hiking and walking when I was younger. I, I, that, that jives that, with my memories. Does that sound right?
0: <laughs> not, not to be mean about it, but no, you know, I that jives.
1: I'm, I'm trying to think back. Like I don't think I really enjoyed it, and I, I think I, um, I read a lot on our camping trips. Yep. I think I read a lot. I wrote a lot because I didn't want to be doing. Yeah. The nature things. Um, I think being around nature consistently, you do – even if you're not enjoying it at the time, it does influence you. Yeah. And it does influence your writing. And so, you know, my initial no, it doesn't. Like, actually, it probably did, um, you know, based on the things that I write and then being grounded in in place pretty – strongly we've talked about this before yep. with, um, you know, connecting to the senses and sensory stuff. Like that is all probably based in a lifelong history of being outside and yep. and being in nature. Um, yeah, that's a good question. Now I'm just thinking about probably what a pain in the butt I was to get motivated to go, but yeah, yeah. I'm trying to remember like, and we all on family, camping trips like we always paired off too and yeah. i think i was a lot of times paired off with dad walking and you were paired off with mom this is this again this is just my recollection it could be different um and dad was a fast walker yep yeah. wanted to get there if you he's still a fast walker like if you're going on a walk you have a destination and you get there yep yeah. and then you're done and you can go back to the campsite or whatever and so their walking styles are very different. Mom notices everything and stops and takes photos and it's a meandering yeah. thing, which is fantastic. So to have those two kind of experiences as our, back, as our background, like to find something in the middle could be a nice happy spot. <laughs>
0: yeah. Or it's, I often think of, you know, as I was visiting you and your family later, we did a lot of beach walks and that was also another part of... Yeah. our life growing up because we were we grew up around the seacoast we i think going for a walk at the beach was never really an issue for you that was more like oh i yeah. go to the beach yeah clark there
1: yeah that's true that's true
0: um, So what what does, was a walking at the beach that was so different than i mean other than just length of it perhaps but what about doing a beach walk is was so different or so uh alluring to you
1: I think it was the sounds and the smells and the familiarity and just thinking about it now is being able to see your surroundings, because mm-hmm. generally, if you're going for a walk on the beach, you're not feeling closed in. Okay. It yep. feels more expansive. Whereas going for a walk through the woods, there's something innately scary to me about that. Oh, interesting. Which, yeah. And, you know, Little Red Riding Hood, you know, walking through the woods, that kind of stuff, like it's not... I feel like I have to be on my guard a lot when I'm walking in the woods. I have not felt that way about beach walks. Um, And so I think I'm noticing that we're surrounded by woods and the walks that we do, like, yeah, we can walk around our fields now, but you can also, you also feel a little bit closed in or I feel Mm -hmm. closed in on, on hikes. And I, I actually, um, I met up with a friend last week to do a snowshoe walk through the woods yep. um, or snowshoe trail trail walk. And I had not been to this preserve. Um, Lucas and the kids had gone for snowshoe or for cross country skiing to try it out before we got our cross country skis. And so I saw their pictures of these like open trails, you know, they're really big for the cross country skiers and, um, And so I suggested that place because I know that they have snowshoe trails to my friend to be like, oh, can we meet up here and, you know, do some snowshoeing? Um, I did not realize that the path literally like wound around a mountain and up and like for the snowshoe trails, it was much different than because I've never I've never gone on snowshoe trails before. Like I have my experience with um Snowshoes has been like a big park, and you go across the um you go across fields for here and so this like it really like there were a couple points when I was like and and she brought a friend to be our guide, and that friend is, at one point said something about the last person in our line being bear bait or something like that, and I was like, what did she just say? Is that even a thing right now <laughs> like, so then I was on higher alert, like I knew she was kidding, but then we saw, and it was really cool. We saw um, a porcupine scurrying down the tree backwards mm-hmm. and like going off on his own because we were going up the side of the mountain yep. and the views were beautiful at the end, but it just felt so enclosed that I think putting this all together, like I don't like that feeling of being closed in outside. And okay. feeling like the outside world is encompassing me. Inside the house, I like feeling like held and closed in. I don't necessarily like that feeling outside. Okay. And so I think okay. that might be where like the beach walks feel like I can breathe a little better. And okay. Paige and I just went down um, down to Massachusetts for her orthodontist appointment last week and We stopped and sat and had lunch um, in the beach parking lot, and I hadn't been to the beach since we moved in August. I'm pretty sure.
0: We're we're recording this at the end of January now, just yeah. So it's
1: been it's been months. I mean, I might have Labor Day weekend. I think we were actually in Wells with Lucas's parents, so I might have spent a little bit of time at the beach. But it's been months, and it really hit me like it's a completely different feeling sitting outside at the beach. Like again, the expansiveness, you can see everything and it just felt different and it felt Mm -hmm. like I can't let my shoulders down and not be on guard as much. Um, which is funny because then I get in the water at the beach and I'm like sharks, what are, what's going to happen? There's fish and sharks. and I don't like any of them, but, um, that was a really long winded answer.
0: It's okay. As an aside to that, I am looking forward to you visiting Switzerland because it's much more open.
2: Mm. It's
0: like you walk through the woods and then you're out of the woods, or the trail is part in the woods and part like wide open field because there are freaking cows everywhere.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The landscape is much different.
0: It is much different. And that was one of the things that Adrienne commented on whenever we went for a walk or for a hike in New England was, you can't see anything. There, there are trees everywhere. It's so closed oh. in here. What do you mean we're in the mountains? You can't see mountains. Yeah. Like, we're in the mountains. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> There's an overview. You can see in between the trees somewhere.
1: <laughs> That's So when she was doing that, how did she feel? Like, did she have a similar like? Oh, is that this doesn't feel quite like? I I don't don't know know that it was
0: uh, to the um, the closed inner claustrophobic feel. It was more just the confusion of Mm. what? Why are there trees everywhere? I mean, there are trees here, but it's there are trees and pastures. You can't go more than a than a cat's throw. No, not a cat's throw. A you can't, stone's throw. <laughs> a stone's throw or you can't – longer than you can swing a cat without finding a cow field. Uh, mixing metaphors here.
1: Yeah.
0: And I'm not endorsing cruelty to animals. Right. Don't throw your cats, and please don't throw them by the tails.
1: Yeah.
0: But no, so it's just different landscape mm-hmm. traditions. Yeah. And, um, and yeah. even – most of the forests here are highly managed forests, and that means that they are used for wood industry, so they are cleared out more regularly and they are more open. You can okay. see quite a ways.
1: That's mm-hmm.
0: yeah, a very different feel than the forests of New England.
1: Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, how have you found that? Like, would you think about going for a a walk through the woods has that changed now do you do you miss that um more densely populated like with trees and vegetation stuff
0: i i won't go so far as to say i miss it because it's um it's just very different yeah um and it's also knowing a little bit about just the agricultural and landscape history it's not any more natural than the managed forests here Mm. in switzerland because that was a very different forest in the u.s that was then pretty much clear cut for pastures that's now been reforested by more quickly growing trees so it's not an urwald it's not a old growth forest yeah. So that's kind of colored my my images of it is like I'm used to that dense forest, and like going to Schwarzwald, the Black Forest, that feels a bit more like New England forests. But that really was oh Schwarzwald, that's all young growth conifers because all of the wood there was cut down for glass making.
2: Wow. Wow.
0: So that then all of the the uh, the needle trees, the conifers, grew up and grew up very densely, not letting any light in, and thus it's dark and Mm the black forest.
1: Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, we're having conversations about that, um, about our property, because we were able to see some photos of um, what the place looked like in the 80s and 90s, and it looked very different, and the previous owners were showing us these photographs of the back fields, and it was really hard to be able to place them because there weren't as many trees. Yeah. And so you look at the trees that are in some areas now and you can tell that they are similar, like that new growth and it's just kind of taken over because there was this expanse. Um, and it, and it does, it doesn't feel quite as, that does not have the same feel as um, other parts where you, can tell that the growth is more um, established and more. Yeah. Um, you know the ecosystem has kind of taken over, not just these. Um, it's it's at a different these, life these, stage. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Yeah, so to yeah. think about like how to manage that, managing it can actually be helpful to creating a better system yeah it's yeah it's kind of interesting and a little bit beyond me at this point but yes
0: yeah these are these are themes that come up often because of where you live and because that is my wife's profession so right right we have gone a little bit uh, off into the woods quite literally Uh um, from walking (laughs) but Going from that walking to and just that meditative of processing, Mm. you you mentioned knitting is really more of an outlet or a meditation part for you. Um, Could you go a little bit more into that?
1: Um, Yes. Yes.
0: A leading question would have been really helpful, and I just didn't have one. I'm no, sorry. No, that's
1: okay. No, I definitely, I, you know, I think, and I've had conversations with people, and I've written about it before a little bit, that knitting and writing really go hand in hand really well, because, you know, some people go for a walk to figure out a plot hole or whatever, mm-hmm. and it's just that idea. of You're not necessarily thinking about the problem itself. You're just kind of letting your mind meander, and, oh, look at this, and, oh, look at that, and, you know, you're just getting your mind off of the problem at hand so that your conscious brain can kind of work through that on a different level. And that's, you know, knitting does that for me. It keeps my hands busy. It gives my, you know, there's, there's a sweet spot too with a pattern where you have just enough to focus on so that part of your brain is busy and so it gives your other part of the brain like... I'm not explaining this real. I it gives know, your what? other part of the brain time to rest, and um, you know you're following a pattern, you're following a guide, and mm-hmm. so your creative brain gets a, a little bit of a break. You don't have to be the one thinking like, "Oh, how does this least pattern going to work through here?" Yeah. Like it's already done for you. You just have to follow the guide, and um, and in doing that, I feel like. Part of me gets a break and then ideas do pop up because, you know, again, that sweet spot of there's there's enough direction to keep you focused on something, but not too much so that you can also have a little bit of free space. So there's a difference between like if you're just knitting a plain dishcloth that's just knitting back and forth and back and forth and back and forth versus like if I have a shawl or something that has brioche knitting, which is super complicated. Uh, To me, it's super complicated because it's a skill I'm still trying to figure out. Um, Those are two extremes and I don't find those two extremes to be great for creative process. Something right in the middle is really good. So like – kind of like going on a beach walk was always because there's the familiarity of um you know the place you're going to but there is enough difference and variation in mm-hmm. the tides going to be different what you see wash up on the shore might be different like the weather might be different there's all sorts of different very vari- variables um that are still constant and known to an extent um but they change, and so that's kind of how I look at knitting patterns too. Yeah. Like,
0: no, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, kind of the other uh, the image that came up to me was with knitting. It was like, okay, one this to this, one this to this, following that pattern. It's that reminiscent of the same meditative activity of like counting rosary beads or yeah. going through it was like one two, do this one two. So it's you're occupying your brain with a pattern. Right, right. And that in following that pattern, you have that movement and the rest of your brain is free to rest, to meditate, to spontaneously combust with ideas.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So for you, does walking do that or do you have another activity that you do that is similar to that or is walking the thing?
0: I think walking is the big part for me. But in a way, a lot of my ideas for artwork come while I'm carving. Mm -hmm. Because if I have a block or something that I'm carving where I am following lines and following patterns, and it's okay, I'm not actively thinking. It's like, I've already drawn this. I just need to trust that drawing and use my skills to cut that drawing out. That's also in a similar mental space where oh that next um, image or the next state of this image or if I'm carving the black lines how am I going to deal with the greens? How is that gradient going to go? And a lot of those things aren't like active thoughts but just as I'm sitting there with this image and this patterned activity those thoughts bubble and percolate or steep or dance in the moonlight whatever ideas do when you're not quite paying attention to them
1: yeah yeah
0: but walking also it does that in a certain way um that's really that's more of an emptying Mm -hmm. and uh The emptying part of meditating and not the ideas percolating part of meditating. Right. So, emptying and collecting. And then while I'm carving or drawing or editing podcast audio, Mm -hmm. that stuff is often happening in the background.
1: Mm -hmm. Late last summer, um, Dad was teaching me how to use the zero turn mower Mm -hmm. um, on our you know, on our lawns. And he said, he was like, this is, this is my form of meditation. And this is where I work out all of my problems is I, when I'm mowing the lawn or using a track, whatever, like that kind of thing. And it's very, very similar. Like you have to use focus, but only so much. And so there is all of this space to just like sort through your life <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in yeah. that way. And I found that very, like, so I would get on the zero turn and it takes a good two, three hours to do the whole place. And um, after the first time I did it, I was like, I am going to have to keep a notebook with me while I'm doing this. <laughs> because it was the same yeah. kind of, you know, it was the same kind of thing where just things percolate. And it's it's incredible to me that um, – that things that don't necessarily look like creativity are actually Mm -hmm. really, really useful as part of the process. You know, you can't, you again, with those measurable things, you can't measure that. And you can't, I mean, you can, it's harder to quantify that kind, that part of the work where you're like, Oh, I spent three hours thinking, that doesn't look necessarily yeah. the same. You know what I'm trying to say?
0: I I, I do. I do. And it's it's hard to allow ourselves to think, to just do nothing but think for three hours. But it's also hard to just sit there and think for three hours. Yeah. Yeah. But if you are doing something, if you're walking, if you're mowing the lawn, if you're knitting, that thinking is often ha- happening in parallel. Right. Right. I mean, that's not necessarily the best place for complex problem solving. Right. That's not when you're editing. Right. But that is where, again, ideas kind of can gel together.
1: Right. Or if there's a problem within the editing and you can't figure it out, those are, those are things that, yeah, that works too. Mm -hmm. But it is. It's, I think that those are, you know, thinking about a creative life, all of these different, Part like living a creative life, you need to be somewhat well-rounded in what you do on a daily basis yeah. because all of it feeds into process even if it yeah. doesn't really look like it.
0: Yeah Something that had come up was um, was this late summer fall when we were at in the uh, Swiss National park. And we were doing hiking. And I brought along watercolors to to do. And I did a few. I did two paintings while hiking, which was... I've never done that before. But that was actually something that was much harder for me than I expected. Because when when I'm in the hiking mindset, and this is even separate from the walking mindset... Um, For me, hiking is something almost, I don't want to, it's not so heavy as that, but it's almost purgative. Mm -hmm. So it's not like I'm punishing myself, but there is something cleansing in pushing your physical boundaries. And especially when you're doing that in... A spectacular natural place that is obviously bigger and more powerful than you. Yeah, yeah. there's something humbling about being at your limit in that area, mm. and I find that to be very healing. Put it that way. That sounds better than purgatory. <laughs> um, that feels different when you're halfway up the trail, out of breath, and yeah. Yeah. Regardless, leaving that state of healing that state of exertion and entering into that creative observation sitting down to paint was a very interesting exercise for me because mm-hmm. they are, there is a bridge between those two mind states, but that was a new bridge for me. Mm-hmm. And that was really, I'm used to hiking. I'm kind of more of a light and fast hiker. So, I don't bring much gear, I'm moving through most of the day, and I cover longer distances. I'm not an extreme light and fast hiker, believe me. My knees won't let me do that anymore.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But to allow myself to exit that mental state and sit down for half an hour, 45 minutes, and paint, yeah that took a lot of energy. and That mm-hmm. took a lot of I don't want to say courage, but that, that was hard for me to do. And especially, um, I have to say, I was very happy that Adrienne was there with me and she was happy to just take a break and chill out while I was doing that. But also that, hey, is it is it okay if I just sit here for 45 minutes? She's like, yeah, I brought my, my sketchbook and pencil too. It's whatever.
1: That was going to be a, a question on a normal – so you're talking about fast and light hiking – if you didn't have something to work on, would you ever stop for 45 minutes and just sit in a place?
0: Not really. I mean, I would lunch break, pause. Yeah. Yeah, sure. But just to sit and soak in the beauty, not for 45 minutes. Mm. I mean, when hiking, it's... I mean, my hiking style has certainly changed. Where now was like, okay... I don't question the weight of binoculars. They just come with. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: I can no longer call myself light and fast. Those are heavy. Mm -hmm. But having those to allow to see differently. And also that reminder of I'm carrying this thing. Oh, there's a bird. Oh, there are things moving over there. Stop and look.
1: So you just said something really, really, I think, profound. They help you to see in a different way. That's yes, in the essence uh-huh. what stopping and painting did too for you. Exactly. Right. Stopped exactly. you to see this landscape and to see your surroundings in a different way. And yes, so what happens so. when we when we bring our process, not necessarily like that's a whole other question. Like when we bring our process with us versus using a walk, taking that back to like taking what you mm-hmm. experience on your walk back to your place which yes, probably the, goes back to that episode we did on place and setting, right? <laughs>
0: like, yeah. <laughs> but no, that is that is interesting of bringing the mindset of the walk into your practice in the studio and bringing the mental practice of the studio mm-hmm. on the walk with. Those are different things, and they all, they do feed each other. Yeah. But they – they do influence each other quite a lot. Mm-hmm. And I have to say I, I look forward to painting more on hikes. Nice. Uh just because it pushed my observation. It I remember that that landscape much better. I remember sitting on sitting there and painting and being eaten by ants. But that's yeah. a different matter.
1: Did yeah. you ever I know we talked about this book because of the artwork on the cover, but did you ever read the salt path?
0: Um, I have not. I have not read the salt path.
1: I would, again, I know I've recommended it before to you, but I would, I would highly recommend that um, Mm. because they talk about walking for health purposes And she's writing through the whole thing. So it kind of hits on a lot of these different themes. Um, And the cover is just gorgeous. The cover is by Angela
0: Harding, by the way. Uh, That is a lino cut, I believe. I'm currently waiting. Um, This is a supply chain issue. She is an English author. and She just published her own book. Oh, really? Where it's basically her practice as a printmaker of natural subjects. Observing wow. the change of the year.
2: Wow. So that's
0: I'm right really up your looking <laughs> forward to this. And I'm really looking forward to this, to Jeez. that book. And uh, yes, I, I might even, because I can't get a signed copy because I'm in Europe right now and yay, mm. Brexit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am planning on going to Britain at uh, in August for a course. I wonder if I could arrange that somehow. I bet you could. But. Hmm. But yes, so I am looking forward to that book. And that is, uh, I will probably also, I'm assuming you have a copy of The Salt Path.
1: I was just thinking about that. I don't. I have a copy of her second book. Um, I forget what the name of it is. And I was just thinking, I need to actually get a copy of The Salt Path because I would like to reread it and have it in my bookshelf. Um, well. I, yeah, I got a copy from the library the last time.
0: Yeah. yeah, But uh, if you had had a copy, that might have been um, read Whenever we, we see each other next. But that's a, Yeah. That's also penciled in the plans somewhere.
1: I know a lot seems penciled in right now, just mm. with all the unknowns.
0: Yes. Graphite's a wonderful thing. Graphite's a wonderful thing. It's erasable.
1: <laughs> it is. Um, yeah, it is. What else do you got?
0: What else do I what else do I got? What else do I you, got? What else do I got? <laughs> you mentioned that you have really enjoyed the fact that your companion Darcy makes you go for walks. <laughs> yes. What? What have you noticed about? I don't want to say these forced walks. Yeah. Um, what? What has? What has walking the dog brought you in your creative practice? If you could put that concretely.
1: Yeah, I'm <clears> not sure so much if it's I you know to relate it to a creative process right now. I'm not quite there yet i will say that um you know yesterday when we when i told you earlier yesterday when we went outside for our first time of the day it was negative 14 degrees outside mm-hmm. and that's Fahrenheit. and um so what i will say is that the forest walks outside because what we've what we've done and I've had some like, well, can't you just like put her on a lead and let her do her do her thing? We walk her around the house a couple times. And part of the reason for that is we have to get our shoes on to let her out anyway. We might as well just go for a walk around the house. Yeah. And having to do that in all elements has made me realize like they're just – you just need to put different layers on and to get outside. And if you get outside to walk the dog around the house twice, If she wants to go a little further. Like, I guess it's not the worst thing in the world and we can no. walk around. Like it's, it's kind of made me go with the flow a little bit more, which could be related to creative process yeah. because, um, yeah, you know, sometimes they'll be like, okay, let's just go outside so she can do her business. But then, there's a squirrel to look at, like there's something to have, like something's interesting over by the barn and then you get to the barn and well, maybe we should go check on the cabin and see what's going on at the yeah. cabin and you kind of walk and meander. Um, I think adding in that little bit of flexibility is starting to help me see how to be more flexible in my in my days um, and that hasn't quite, gotten to that creative process yet because I still have some kind of rigid thinking about when I can write and um I would love for that to loosen up a little bit and I think I'm getting to that point but yeah I think that flexibility and flow and just you can be outside in negative 14 degree weather and you're okay you're not you know as long as you're prepared it's fine um you can do those hard things yeah. and they actually feel good after the fact. Yeah. yeah. Purgatory. Yeah, exactly. And like you said, a momentum thing, like it just gets you going, like you just yeah. need something to get you started or I need something to get me off my butt. And a lot of times if I'm left to my own devices, I won't. And that is kind of similar in my writing life. Like I don't really, nobody is telling me to write books. Yeah. I mean, I have people who are like, "Oh, I'd really love to read another book by you. You should write that." But there isn't this like this inciting, like this outside force, and so thinking about like self motivating is really hard for me sometimes. Unless I, you know, yeah. So I think in that in that respect, again, that was really long.
0: It's okay. The winding Mm -hmm. road. Winding, winding roads. Hmm. And a uh, negative 14 translates to about minus 25 centigrade for the, uh, the cultured world out there. The cultured world.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That sounds, that sounds more drastic too. Than it's it's freaking cold. It's really cold. Yeah. It's really cold. But it does, you know, I don't think I've ever felt worse than I have. Like I have not come inside feeling worse than I did before I went outside. Yep. Which is a good reminder yeah. for that mental health stuff. And then you have more energy that you can bring to your creative work. Yeah. Which is also a good thing. So it all kind of, it does kind of go around.
0: Yeah. Cause I know we, we do not have a dog. We do not have, have pets at all, but the walk from home to the studio is, you know, five Minutes or so, and that is that is a really really helpful walk Mm -hmm. Um, because even if it's not like going out for a walk for mental health for anything else, it's that no, you need to get out at the very minimum from point A to point B. Yeah, but walking by, you know, through the neighborhood, past the field with the trees, and okay the crows are out today, oh, the Grönspecht, the green woodpeckers off somewhere in the field laughing mm. or, okay, there are the Schwanzmeise here today or what, what is going on? Can you see the, the berg or is it just lost in mist or just those little bits every day of what do I see today? What is different? The regularity and the change. Yeah. That's that is helpful. Again, just the, okay, it's raining. I still have to get to the studio.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, It's pushing you a little bit out of yourself.
2: Yes.
1: So that
0: it's you're not totally lost, even when you might like to be lost totally in yourself. It, yeah. Uh, it pushes you out. It's like, oh, th- there are other animals out there. Oh, hi, squirrel. Uh, right. There are not squirrels on my regular walk up up to the to the office. They they hang out in the woods.
1: Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. no, that makes sense. And it reminds me of when the kids were really little too. Like I know we got outside a lot more when they were mm-hmm. really really little because it was it was really it was a necessity for everybody. We lived in a really tiny place, and we needed to be outside, and that did a similar thing too, as the dog does. Like they need to go outside (laughs) again, like you said, forcing you outside of, outside of yourself a little bit, which is nice, especially for those of us who don't have to be anywhere other than home. I think that that's a, that's a big thing too. Like, um, and I know for, for Lucas too, who now works from home full time, like he's pretty good about going, taking himself out for a walk. But, um, It definitely helps because when you're in the zone too, you don't necessarily think about stopping and getting up and walking and getting up from your desk, like for your physical body too. That's a big thing.
0: Yeah.
1: Taking breaks.
0: That's actually been something interesting over the last two years now um, with – because we have had... Uh, corona has been an issue for the last two years. Mm-hmm. Almost exactly now. It was I know here in Switzerland, it was March that yeah. it really hit two years ago. So, we're a month short, a month and a half. But with home office requirements and people being around, we saw so many more people going out for
2: walks. Mm.
0: Because we the studio was really in the middle of the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the Hauptstrasse, the main road, kind of going through the, the neighborhood park here. We see people out and about for walks and to see that impact of home office. Yeah. And that means like, oh, I'll take an hour of lunch and go for a walk. It's a nice day out. Mm-hmm. We saw so many people that we never knew lived here. And so many people discovered the shop and like stopped to look in the window and wave or say hi. Yeah,
1: yeah. And
0: that to observe other people getting out and actually, like, noticing the neighborhood.
1: hmm
0: I mean, so many people had stopped in and like, oh, wow, you're new here. It's like, no, we've been here for three years. I live just around the corner. And they never knew. Yeah. But getting out and walking and seeing that and, again, getting out of your patterns. Even if you yeah. go on the same walk every day, you still see something if you, if you let yourself something new.
1: Mm-hmm. That, that's an interesting point because we, um, we noticed the same thing when we were in Amesbury, um, at our old house and we lived on a pretty busy road. There was a sidewalk. Um, but during the week, you hardly ever heard people walking by the house. But when, when everything hit, we would start seeing we, there were tons of people just walking Walking by, we're like, what in the world? But it's the same. Everybody was home and needed fresh air and needed to do something. And so it was amazing to see these people that you would never seen before. And, you know, nobody just drives and parks to walk this road. Mm -hmm. So you know that they're, you know, they live close by. It was, Mm -hmm. it was really something. I kind of miss those. Like, I don't miss the the impetus of all of that. But there was something about those early days when that really shook up. Yeah, everyone's routines. Um,
2: I say, oh, I
0: can just go for a walk. Is that yes? Yeah. Please do. It's healthy. It's good for you. It's good for your brain. It's good for your body. Yeah, it's good for the environment. Look at what's around you.
1: Right, right. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah so, um, if you haven't been listening to this while you're on a walk, go for a walk, <laughs> people. Whatever yeah, you're doing I... right now, just go go out. Be safe. Enjoy a yes. walk.
1: And if it is negative fourteen degrees, just put on another layer. It'll be okay.
0: Yes, and if you need warmer layers, try knitting.
1: It's more meditative activity. (laughs) It all it all comes together, Toby. It It all comes together. Yeah, I have been so happy for all of my hand nets this winter. They, I mean, it's just the best thing in the world. Yeah. So,
0: (laughs) thanks for listening feel free to subscribe with your preferred podcast platform. You can connect with us using Instagram and Twitter and find out more information on us at our website.
1: All links are shared in the show notes. All content, including music, audio, and rambling, is created by us, Corinne and Toby, at Inc. from the Embers.